Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host, Michael, and joining me again for the final week is JD. Mate, how are you? Fantastic. Been a big season, hasn't it? Been a big season, a We're big championship. End. We're done. We have finished up. Supercar's done. Formula One done. Breaking Late championship done. Yep. Uh, we actually had probably the most exciting championship out of the lot, I think. Well, I'd we s- were down to the wire. We were down to the wire. Um, no other championship has done that this year. Yeah, they were um, all tied up early. And out of the three main championships that we pay attention to, all of them finished up early. At least one meeting early minimum. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got to be proud of ourselves. We obviously have a very good uh, uh, crew running the... Um, Homogulation of our Homogation of the <laughs> yeah. of our um, tips. <laughs> um, I guess if you take out the Mercedes and the shell cars, it's like oh crap! It makes so it hard. Got, yeah, we're gonna jump straight into your championship back to back. Oh, I when watching qualifying and then because the clerk didn't get that last lap in, and I was like, God damn it, JD's picked the right car here. I th- I felt pretty good at the start of the weekend, yeah, and then it didn't look so good off the start, but did it? No, it didn't. I was like, "Woo!" We 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 talked about this just before we started recording. Was like, "Thank God for our championship because it made that race exciting." Well, yeah, if you yeah, the race was not the most exciting race in the world. Were like, "Ooh, the Breaking Bad championship <laughs> is still on." <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Um, yeah, it did. It did. It keep it kept me up. I had a bit of work to do anyway, and, and uh, so I was sort of watching that on the side, and it kept me entertained. I was I was definitely right into the race for most of the race because it was it was close between um, Max and and Charles. Yeah, um, I was watching it, laying in bed on my phone, um, trying to explain to the missus that I was like, I gotta watch this, and she's like, Come on, it's late, come to bed. I'm like, Oh, but. But, but the championship. Like, Lewis Hamilton's this is like, already won it. This like, is the grand final. <laughs> this is the last time this year that I'll make you, like, I'll just lay in bed watching a race, all right? Yeah. I promise it will be done. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, towards the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm coming to bed. <laughs> yeah, I think after, I think the Red Bull just sort of outclassed them a bit in the end there with their strategy. Yep. Um, and a bit more wires with the, the way they handled their car as well, and I think it, it showed in the end. They had after, just more after raw when space. I went to bed, I was like, maybe I'll wake up Speed, in the morning sorry. and be like, oh, Max Verstappen <clears> engine blows up. The last lap. <laughs> yeah, I did think I went to bed early myself as well with like five, ten laps to go. I'm like, I don't wake up in the morning to a whole bunch of messages from Michael <laughs> rubbing in. Did you see the crash, mate? Did you see it? <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Oh, I was hoping, but... It was kind of funny. We were just like literally just talking about how you were thinking of ways to sort of rub it in because we didn't talk. <laughs> we didn't message each other during the race. No, we didn't. I wasn't sure if you'd be awake, so I didn't. I didn't. I didn't rub anything. Well, you, it was both ways during the race. It could have been. Could yeah, have been some pretty was, good banter like through that race. Watching it, going, should I send some messages? But I'm like, <laughs> this could backfire. <laughs> Let's yeah. wait to the end of the race. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be honest, at the start of the race, I thought it was all over. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, and then in the morning, uh, we were both kind of busy in the morning first thing, so we didn't get to message each other. I, I was sort of thinking of sneaky ways I could rub it in a little bit, but <laughs> never got to, never got the chance and Michael beat me to the punch. Yeah, so as most people would have seen, we put up on our Facebook page, I made a, I was like, oh, what can I do? Like, I don't want to just go congratulations, you won the championship. I was like, nah, let's do something a little bit more fancy. So I got on um, Microsoft Paint. So that's why if you look at the picture, nothing is aligned. (laughs) Um, And quickly whipped that up, sent it to you, JD, back-to-back champion, breaking late down the bottom of it, news written at the top, like one of those $10,000 Ford posters. Um, Sent that to you, yeah. and, And a lot of people seemed to like it. Everyone thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. I, I definitely liked it. I was going to print you a big A3 page and give it to you tonight, but I just did not have time today to get that done. So, um, back-to-back champion, well done. Thank you, mate. It, it was it was definitely a tougher season this year. It was it went, well. Last year was pretty tough as well, but um, no, you you definitely kept me honest. I had to pick 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 right, otherwise I was not going to be here at the end. Mm-hmm. One point so, is not a big margin. 
I did like the statement you put out. That was... Um, oh, that was, yeah. Was, you got to check it out. If you haven't read it, it I, um, I wrote up a, a proper acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you would... Like anyone that wins a championship would. I noticed you must have been typing that for a while because I kept looking at that chat. Oh, I could see yeah, the little dots. Because <laughs> I was doing stuff. So I'd like write a line and then I'd my phone screen would lock and I'd walk off, do something else and then come back, write another line, then go in the office and do a bit of work in the office and then write another line. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I'll quickly miss back. Like, oh, JD's typing. And then I put my phone down. And, and then I had, to, yeah, I had to drop my son to school. So it's like a whole, a whole bunch. Of, it probably took an hour for me to actually get it all typed out. But it's good. Um, well, since you, we, you've sort of publicized it. Yeah, I think um, we, we can crack on to we it. We might now, as well yeah. crack on to it. If you did read it, you may have noticed that JD welcomed a new member uh, to the competition for next season. We are, yes. So, um, Hannah B, she's going to be a part of our crew, isn't she? Yep, she's going to join the, the show. Um, we're going to go to a four-person podcast next season. We are. So, it's not going to be all locked in stone, four people every episode, but we'll have a bit of a roster, and if some episodes might have four, some might not. Yeah. So, um but yeah, we're definitely excited to welcome Hannah onto the show. She's got a lot of experience in uh, the supercar sort of uh, track management sort of mm-hmm. setup for street circuits, and she's got a lot of contacts in supercars. So she's a pretty exciting person to be coming onto the show. Yeah, absolutely passionate about it as well. Yeah, yeah. So it Lives should be breezy. really good. Um, really looking forward to it. Mitch will be back in full swing as well so welcome Mitch back he's grown with the show he's doing a great job so yeah so we'll be fortnightly shows next year with up to four people generally three to four people um, should be good and I would like to try and get a bit more interviewee next year too so we hit up a few more people yeah okay so it should be good sounds good it was we want to bigger and better things. And I know we just jumped straight off on what we're doing next year. Um, <laughs> haven't even talked about that race. Well, we kind of did. It was like very procedural. Hamilton just drove off into the distance. Bottas did a pretty good job driving from the back of the field, to be honest. He did. We didn't even cover either that DRS wasn't um, DRS available wasn't for 18 for 34 laps or something. Laps or something. 34, oh, was it? It was like 20-ish laps, yeah, I think. Yeah, sorry. It was, it, was, it, was a, it was a fair bit of laps. Um but there was still a lot of overtaking and there was some quite good defending going on as well. So There's a lot of people going, it's interesting. if you don't want DRS, this is what happens. But it's funny that the Yasmarina circuit is the circuit they brought in for DRS. Like, yeah. Or they brought in DRS because of that circuit. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you get past here. It's quite then... strong on that circuit too, mm. DRS. Like it really does help with the long straights. They sort of, the cars are punching up towards their top speeds. Um, and that are we keeping DRS, DRS, really DRS for 2021? I think it's on the drawing board, yeah. Yep. Okay. I think it might it's be one of those things that they'll see what the, what happens with the cars, and then if the cars and are overtaking easy enough, they'll just make DRS so- zones shorter, or they'll just drop them off tracks, etc. But yes, I'm pretty sure they they definitely got that going there. Ah, right, well, yeah, we'll see how that goes. How was your thoughts on the season? Like the season as a whole. We'll talk about just the Formula One season. We sort of talked about the supercars last year, uh, last week. Feels like a year ago. <laughs> um, still, look, to be honest, a bit of disappointment for me. Like, I really enjoyed the whole season, mm-hmm. but we had another year of supreme dominance of the Mercedes team. I think we had seven one twos in a row at the start of the season that five. really five was it? Um, one two finishes, uh, that just kind of pulverized. The rest of the competition's chances of being a competitive force in the championship for either the teams or the drivers' championship. Um, I felt like we got to see a glimpse of a very strong Bottas, Bottas and, then, and then he just fell away for whatever reason. You know, he's um, separating from his wife. Yeah, I did. I did. I did see that um, last week, which is you know a bit of a shame. Saying, so I guess it's, they it seem amicable, but. Yeah, like it's, a, it's a hard a career. It is. And she's also an Olympic swimmer too, so she's also, you know. Yeah, it is. It's It's probably hard on a lot of their families, etc. So um, I feel for them. But yeah, it, it was a shame to see that and then it fall away. And then we didn't really have anyone to challenge 
uh, Lewis because the development of the Ferrari was too slow to get up and so was the development from Honda so the, the Red Bulls weren't competitive either. They finished really strong, those Hondas. Yeah, and so the back end of the season turned if around. If we could just start from the mid-season... Exactly. ...then it would have been probably a pretty good year. Yeah, I agree, I agree. It would have changed the whole year. So I think Lewis ended up with like 11 wins or something this season, which is stupid amount of wins for once. That must be over 50% for the season. What are they, you like know, 20 Charles rounds Clark or something? the first non-Mercedes driver in the hybrid area to win the um, pole position award. There you go. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Mm. You got seven he had a... He, so the, after the, the break, he had a quite a good... Um, second half to the season, apart oh, from... wasn't that when Ferrari did their little engine thingy? Well, I'm sure Mercedes was doing it for a long time too. We, you, It's quite funny. Mercedes is pointing the finger at, at rules being bent around oil, but I think Mercedes was the one that was actually doing it first. They were the first smoky cars, weren't they? Yeah, so they were... Like, you remember back when they were starting the cars and the residual oil that would blow out the back of them and the smoke everywhere... That was because they obviously had some sort of system that was helping the engines by introducing oil into the uh, the combustion chamber mm-hmm. somehow, and they were the ones that were predominantly doing it first, and then they brought in rules to try and tailor them back as well. When Ferrari started to get close to Mercedes, because they started using it as well, so like it's one of these things. It's they're all pointing the finger at each other, but they're all kind of doing the same thing anyway. Yeah. Um, it is a shame. I hope next year we have a very strong Honda and Ferrari engine to Off compete yeah to compete with the, the Mercedes. Do you reckon oh, I guess we keep I was gonna say do you reckon they'll develop the engines too much more next year, but we're, we're keeping them into twenty twenty one, so Yeah, what's that there's a few control components that they wanted to bring into the engines in twenty twenty one. So I wonder whether anyone will be um, doing any major updates to, yeah, like to those components. Developments to those components. Going, well, what's the point? We got one year out. I'm of not it. sure if it's batteries and something else that was going to be com- control. I should should probably know that by now. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things. It, w- it would be interesting to see how much money they pour into those areas or if they just keep developing the other areas which are going to be open 2021. The midfield battle was pretty good this season, though. That McLaren was the. That, really to be honest, it was the pick game. of the whole. Mm. The whole um, Formula One year, I think. Well, I've just got brought up a picture here. Carlos Saints in the McLaren outscored Renault, Toro Rosso, Racing Point, Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Williams. They got one point. But he outscored all of them just himself. Yeah, well, they had such a strong year. I think it was like three race meetings to go, and they had already confirmed fourth in the championship. Yeah. It's team championship. Um, What a turnaround that was. Considering where they were with, like, Alonso. Yeah. Last year, they they basically... Well, Alonso quit because they couldn't finish races and also the pace was not there. They were fighting for maybe getting a top 10 finish, maybe. Yeah, because Alonso was racing last year, wasn't he? Yeah. God, that's crazy. Van Dorm so, and Alonso. Feels Van so Dorm? long ago. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, were, they went two new drivers this year. It was a big risk for them and it's really worked it out. They off. worked... They're working really well together as well. You They've see, got a young gun that's going to be great. Lando Norris is going to be great as he grows with the team. Um, and Carlos is doing an epic job as well. Speaking of Lando, did you see his helmet? I did. I did. That was quite funny, uh, listening to his radio after the after the race. Yeah, yeah. Is that you crying? I'm crying. <laughs> I think I'm crying. He, I love the way he laughs and he's just... He's, he's very natural, isn't he? He he's doesn't... Not... I don't feel like he takes himself too serious. Like, I actually quite like watching him and Max Verstappen do the iRacing streaming on Twitch. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he is very open and he, he leaves himself um, vulnerable for people to sort of make fun of him. But he's honest about who he is and, and his humor is who he is. So, mm. like, he just lets it fly, which is cool. I I think Daniel Ricciardo is a little bit the same. Like he doesn't probably doesn't make himself just as vulnerable, but mucking around like he could be judged by a lot of people in that area, posh, rich Formula One people. That he's just a larrikin and don't take him seriously. But they don't tailor themselves back because of that, which is nice. Yeah. Just final power usage units for 2019. Didn't Danny Kvyat use a lot? <laughs> 
Danny Kvyat used more power units than anyone else. He used seven ICEs, seven TCs, seven MGUHs, six MGUKs. Mm. <laughs> Look at old... Who's Lance Stroll made his ES and CS last a while. Yeah, he's only used one. Mm. Whole season. There you go. Why do you reckon Valtteri Control, Bottas so used more engine? He used two more engines, two more engine components like MGUHs and MGUKs more than Lewis Hamilton. I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, yeah, I, I really don't know why he had more failures this year. Because in Formula 1, the engines are linked to the sh- car chassis. Hey, it's not like they can just swap engines between cars. Yeah, yeah, they're 100% linked to the driver. Because you know in supercars with the whole new regulations about the engines having to last longer, some teams wanted them to be yeah, just for the team. Like you get, you get six you engines. You get six, six engines for this car. All right, so just hypothetically, car 17 always gets brand new engines. Car 12 gets 17's old engines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some teams wanted that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine there would probably be a few teams out there that had their uh, mid-season sort of, all right, all the money and ed- efforts going behind this driver to get them up the championship. So, yeah. <laughs> sorry, buddy, over there, you're going to end up with all the old engines. But, yeah, no, but luckily no, we're definitely not going gone the right way where you link that engine to that car. Apparently, for, uh, Ferrari bosses confirmed Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel are free to race in 2020. Yeah, it was interesting. Is, is the Vettel racing next year? Do you reckon Vettel's going to race in 2021? I don't know. There's so many rumours, but I guess it, when you're around the Ferrari sort of squad, rumours tend to fly. Yeah. It's a very... I don't know if they have loose lips or they... Maybe when you drive Ferrari, a lot of people like talking about you. Yeah, and there's a lot of pressure, I think, and then there's a lot of rumours that go with that pressure. You know, people are sort of backstabby sort of about it. So it's hard to read anything into it. it I... I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to step away. Like, he's just had a son. Um, he's won four world championships. He has had a stellar career. Um, there's no shame in going out now, like, and having quite a lot, long time of his life. What is he, 33? So How old what? are we? 32? So he's 32. He's 32, there I'm you go. older than him. Okay. I think, by a little bit. Okay. Well, he's... Um, you know, he's still quite young, so he's got a lot of life to live. But then there's also that other... F- Just older than him. Yeah, okay. There's also the, the other side of it, which, um, you know, he could want to stay in for another five years, and he's young enough that he could. Well, I'm pretty sure I've read something on Monday saying Mercedes will not block a Lewis Hamilton move to Ferrari. Yeah, well, so Ferrari... Uh, team Apparently boss said Lewis Hamilton's met with him a couple of times. Or uh, no, he he said um, essentially one of the reporters. So it's all getting blown a little bit out of proportion, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the reporters asked him, you know, t- uh, Lewis Hamilton is out of contract in 2021. Mm-hmm. Would you be interested in signing him? And he said. Uh, we we quite like Lewis. He's um, obviously a, a great talent. Uh, we'd be all, obviously very interested to talk to him. And that was all that he sort of oh, said. Okay, I read something about saying Toto said if he wanted to, he wouldn't stop it. I I can imagine that would be. I mean, that Toto would be like, all right, cool. Toto I mean, also said to Red <laughs> to Red Bull that they could have uh, Mercedes engines at one stage and then turned around and said, said that they couldn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he didn't want another team to be so competitive. Was that Toto or was that Mercedes? That was Toto. Apparently, uh, um, Nicky stood up and Nikki said, said I want them to have Mercedes engines because I think we should beat the best with the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toto agreed, apparently, handshake deal with Red Bull. Uh, and then when Red Bull severed their contract with Renault, Toto and the board decided that they would not honour it, and apparently to- it was like basically Toto's idea. Nicky would had a falling out sort of with Toto over it because I th- I'd say Nicky's one of the 
was one of those men that was, you know, to his honor. Brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You say this, I'll do it. Yeah, if if we say we're going to do it, we'd bloody well do it. So, um, yeah, he wasn't overly impressed with the fact that they had dishonored, and also taking away the chance for the team to grow as well. I think he, I think he, what he wanted was Ferrari was nowhere. And he's like, if we get Red Bull an engine, we can put on a show, sort of thing. Like, yeah, we're, we're could gonna... you imagine having a Red Bull having a Honda uh, Mercedes power unit straight away, straight away in the hybrid area? It would be a good battle. You'd have the two of the best teams fighting it out. Yeah, so I can understand why they didn't, but oh, it yeah, would have been a nice one like, to do. Yeah, a little bit suicidal. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think Mercedes really should have still beaten them because they're the biggest budget by far. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I can also understanding wanting to ensure the fact that you win every championship, not take chances with maybe not winning it. Oh, they're dominant era. Like what I bring up before, the Formula One hybrid era, two thousand fourteen, two thousand and nineteen. Pole positions, Mercedes has 78% of them. Wins, Mercedes has forty-seven uh, 74%. Points, out of the total points, they've got 34%. That's pretty good when that's divided amongst everyone that in the top 10. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's it's unbelievable, mm. really. <laughs> like It's ridiculous. I like all the little coloured thin lines down the bottom. Down the bottom with points. Four like, points. Yeah. Renault uh, has, has a bit... Um, McLaren had a decent percentage in the end, like four percent. Yeah, and so obviously, um, Force India and Racing Point have done a pretty good job as well. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That that's Williams, obviously got so many points at the start of the hybrid era. Williams were seven percent. So they're the highest. They're behind out of the midfield. Out of in the last five years, they got they've scored points. the fourth and most amount of points. That is ridiculous. And they only got one point this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, eh? Yeah, that's Is such a fall from grace. Fall, yeah, I was going to say, talk about a fall from grace. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Fingers crossed something can start happening with Williams and it, they can turn it all around, if you know what I mean. Like, I feel like they're going to... drivers next year. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be next year. I hope that they start getting paced in the cars, but I just hope that they can start to turn the... The um, the this this downward sliding in pace, like they're not developing, they're going worse every year. When the regulations change, it's like they've not got enough money or engineers to to get the car to go faster. That where all the other teams seem to get the cars to go faster, even when their regulation changes to slow them down. Mm. Um, so it is it's a bit of a worry. I, I'm worried that they're going down the Minardi and the, the 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 path of the teams that we've already lost in the last decade. Ah, oh, yeah. There's um, I found a good YouTube guy who does story time in Formula One. He's really good. He does not just not just um. Aiden. Millwood. Aiden Millwood, go check out his YouTube channel, it and look at his story times because he does some really good ones. So he does like a whole recap of, the um. The HRT Formula One team, um, the Spygate. He also does V8 supercar rounds. Like um, talks about the 2014 Bathurst. Um, he's actually a really good YouTube channel, and they're good 20-minute videos. And his story time ones are really good fun. Like they're definitely worth worth checking out. Um, he does a lot of sim racing as well. I was gonna say it looks like he's got a nice. Um falcon set up there yeah yep um does a bit Super of eye cut. racing and stuff but yeah like go check out his channel remember to link it in the show notes i will but he does some really good stuff so you came to me and start and said you've got some questions for me. Uh, i just have some questions so looking forward to next year what do you think is going to be the uh, the big winners. From, no, for, sorry, switching back to supercars. Okay, supercars. Yep. Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest winner, or teams that are going to be the biggest winners and the biggest losers out of this aero changing and going to a controlled shock? Do you think it's going to bring sort of some of our midfield back runners closer to the front, or do you think we might lose a couple of the guys at the front that are going to fall back, and we might leave some of the front teams at the front? I would like a few of the midfield teams to move up. Yeah. But. I 
don't know how much they're going and, to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think the controlled damper really helps. <laughs> <laughs> Walking sure. I, I I think they've actually got the opportunity to move forward. You get into. I would hope so. <laughs> um, they finished strong this season. They did. They did, and it was quite interesting to see that they were running the. They ran the a new version shock. of a the version control. Of the new shock. It was yeah. um, a super shock one. Apparently, it's going to be branded as Petters. Yeah. Okay. Um, marketing things, but it's not like how much is Petters paying for that? I it's don't not know, a Petter shock. <laughs> yeah, it's a super shock, but branded as Petters. But it's like, are you going to go into the shop and be like, "Can I have one of those Petters supercar shocks for my <laughs> ZB?" Yeah. They're like, they don't it's fit, not <laughs> What do you mean? It's Here's an upright. <laughs> uh, sure, chassis out the back. $2,000 per shock. Thank you. <laughs> Can you fit it? No. Yeah, I wonder what the price will be for these new control Apparently shocks. Apparently, it's two grand. That's cheap. Mm. That is really cheap. Yeah. When you got one When they would have been like 15 be, grand before for like a corner. They're going to be sealed. And the only people that can work on it is Super Shock in South Australia. Oh, awesome. I love this idea. I think it's really a good idea to bring them back to the field. Mm-hmm. I think that will help. I think that will I help. I honestly think we could do a lot more cost saving if you're like, all right, standard shocks. You can only buy them from this store. That store's like, the, all right, cool. I have the supercar contract. I can produce, yeah. you know, X number of them and reduce the cost. Like, Yep, I, I, I don't know what other components like maybe one place that just supplies all the brakes. Yeah, but yeah, brake pads or yeah. and rotors because they all going, have to run the same rotor. They already do that, but yeah, um, I mean, like there must be other maybe parts. steering racks and and power steering pumps. But they're all the on teams the all make chassis. their own stuff. Yeah, the I, the whole idea of the supercar of the future was we reduce the cost because it's all the same. But it was the idea was one place was meant to make them. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, the teams weren't made to make their own chassis. No. The idea was one shop in Melbourne was going to pump out 10 new chassis a year or something. Yeah. And then be able to sell them. But because he's making 10 of them, he can reduce his cost in numbers. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's it's it's definitely interesting. Do you think the aero... I, I know I know your opinion, but I just want to get, get mm-hmm. it on show. Um, the aero dropping of, of roughly 12% because no one can give us a... There's bloody no numbers out there. And no, it, no, they and did. You, they came... Oh, no, they have... Adrian Burgess come out and said, we're aiming for 12% reduction. Aiming for 12%? They can do it with CAD, surely. Like, just yeah, yeah. bang, done. Well, they've got all the CFD. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think 12% is enough. And Mark Dutto came out and said that, no, nah, that's not enough. Yeah, okay. What Supercars is doing is they're doing it without having to adjust much of the panels. Yeah, and uh, and your point earlier was it was very it's correct. Saving. It's cost saving. Yeah, but they don't want to, especially with the Mustangs being one year old and obviously the the Commodore only being two years old, spend all this money on developing new panel shaping and 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 whatever like ducting in the front splitters whatever it's costs a lot of money so and the mm. teams will push back pretty hard on that i know they've got the right to do it but i don't think the teams would accept it very well i wonder if they will do things like what nascar did with ah oh, here's our panels when they're flat because when you test them in a wind tunnel it's fine but at high speeds they actually oh, yeah, suck bow in, in and yeah they cause an extra vortexy to stick to the ground a bit more yeah if we ever get to that i guess we're not in that same high force continuous yeah i guess yeah we're not doing three rules 400 yeah. kilometers an hour um constantly I mean, we're doing maybe a there'll be some line. sneaky thing that they could do that's like hey you can't couldn't test for that yeah quite possibly bonnets especially that's a big area of the car that could dip down well they were saying whatever. that they're going to the carbon fiber bonnets and carbon fiber panels not only has it reduced the weight of the cars, but has has reduced the cost because then, you know, when they bust or whatever, you can just pretty much pop them back in and they want to go back to the mould shape. Yeah, yeah. And you, you see quite reduce. a few of them. They like they get a little tear in them. They just fiberglass them or, or um, carbon fibre well, over the back we of it. we were at the Bathurst 12 hour working on the M Motorsport cars, how many of them did you see? You're like... Oh, look at all this carbon fiber patch job. Yeah, well, they were... So, the cars we're working on were full carbon fiber, like the carbon fiber tab, 
mm. panels all come fiber. You can see, and the they'd been in a lot of crashes there. over there. Like I think one of the cars was three years old. Yeah. So they've been in a few crashes over its time, and the the panels have been. We had spare brand new panels as well, but a lot of the panels on the car had been repaired, and they like the weight difference was basically nothing, mm. and you couldn't tell. Like they were you had so to really well done. Look pretty hard to go. Ah, oh, the car well, it's fiber's a, it's actually had, at a different. Hat off to Dan, the um, carbon man. Like he, yeah, he's a skilled worker, isn't he? Like oh, you could barely tell where the seam lines were. I don't need were. a cool box, but I want to buy his. Oh, yes. His was unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my God. The craftsmanship and that. It was just the, it would be something that I would just put on the kitchen table. Yeah, just, just like, assemble it and just pull the parts out so everyone can see it. Yeah. No, not, you're not wrong. It was a, It was a beautiful piece of machinery. And a novel idea that a lot of people weren't using. I see Tickford's actually started to use something like that. So I wonder if they've got the idea from him of um, having that removable in a um, part of the box. Mm. If um, it, of course, back, it's to, back to answer your original question about do I think if teams are going to come up, I wouldn't be surprised if we see BJR a bit more as a, a um, podium getter. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and I think Walkinshaw might come forward. I um, Tickford, I think, is still going to pretty much be where Tickford's at. It'll be interesting to see how Tickford go because I think losing Debore is going to be a big blow to them. Yeah, I agree. Um, you've got Jack LeBrock. Let's see how he goes in that muscle. Losing Debore is probably as big. It's losing Chaz. Yeah, it's losing Chaz, I think. Um, but there was no way Chaz was going to move without Adam. I think he would have, but I think he would have heavily wanted Adam to come and I think he would have pushed for Adam to get a good salary packet wherever he was going as well so it's, it's good like that I, I liked it all right moving on to the next question yep since we we're already talking about your new favorite team yep what do you think the odds are and do you like the fact that there is talk of bmw possibly coming to wah i did read this the other day and Anything posted on the Daily Telegraph, I, I'm a little bit... I have seen it in multiple places, I, but it I could be spreading it. It by wildfire. It does make sense. It does make sense. Chaz is heavily linked to BMW. BMW yep. um, Andretti runs BMWs in the Formula E, which I did watch the other day. Mercedes got off to a good start, got a podium. Um, <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, had to come back with the Formula E stuff. I'm the only thing about it is Mercedes didn't really want anything to do with supercars. And I'm pretty sure I read reports back when Mercedes come in that BMW were like, ah, this doesn't align to our business model. But yeah, if they yeah. do, damn sexy looking cars. Yeah, they, <laughs> they do look good, don't they? Um, hopefully I don't bastardize it and make them look like the Mustangs. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they do look, I do find them quite appealing. Do you think that may be a, um, one of the appeals that got Chaz across the line? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. I, I put the question in there. It was a bit of a, an out there question because I really don't know how much facts behind it. Like you said, it's, it's one of those, it's an airy fairy rumor that, could be completely untrue. I didn't believe it when they said Volvo was coming. Yes, true, true. Um, it it'd be exciting Volvo. if it was. I, I would like uh, for for the Beamers to come through, and Which it all kind of makes M3 sense. M three or M four? M four, I think. And do you want a V eight or a V six? Oh, V eight. They don't make a V eight anymore, don't they? Oh, I don't think they do. I thought they went back to V eights after that. They went. Do they? Turbo six. Can't remember now. They've been backwards and forwards. Um, Do you think the idea of running a V6 turbo and supercars is dead? I think it's dead. Yeah, honestly, I think we're probably um, supercars themselves have walked away with it and walk away from it. I think everyone's sort of started to accept the we need to put on a show here. Let's stop worrying about the airy fairy um, part of the business and let's focus on. The sound, the crashes, the close racing, some passing, hence why we're losing a bit of downforce, hence why we're putting these control shocks in, trying to bring the field closer together. Um, 
let's make the racing good. Let's make it a really good battle again. Do you think the racing to continue this building year was good? Um, no, I think it's probably one of the worst years I've watched. To be it honest, much of it was very much follow the leader year. Yeah, look, we had we definitely had some good racing, but we it, good midfield battles. Yeah, and it tend to um, be more around deg, deg like tire deg, which is fine. I, I don't mind that. I think tire deg is a great thing in motorsport. I think it's actually really underrated. And I think in a lot of categories, we put too hard a tire on, and you can push flat out every lap for the whole things, race. So you go, oh, we want to save money. Well, okay, let's not use eight sets of tires. Let's just make a hard tire that lasts all weekend. Yeah, and and there is two fights for it too. P- people want to be able to push if they've got a good car. They want to be able to push and and pass the car in front of them. And sometimes when you put too soft a tire on the car. They push hard to get to the car, and when they get to the car, they've got nothing left anyway, and, or it cooks it sitting behind the car for half a lap. Hmm. Sorry, I was saying I had a laugh at today. Um, I listened to the Blow the Bonnet podcast, and I was watching, I was listening to it, and David Reynolds in there just cracking beers. And what <laughs> you guys didn't hear is I've just cut out the sound of me opening a beer. Yeah. Um, you didn't have to cut it out. You no, know. it does. Maybe, maybe you can leave it in. Maybe I can, but there was a weird David pause. Reynolds has said a... <laughs> He's had a precedent, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to crack beers through the episode. <laughs> but I tell you what, we hold our shit together well better than Davey Reynolds on the show. <laughs> He's probably had a long season of not drinking. <laughs> well, they had their below the bonnet Christmas party, apparently, in the morning. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I do like them. They're, they're a good laugh. Yeah, I think yeah. they're probably one of the better motorsports uh, that cover the, the V8s. I was joking around oh. with Mitch because they won best podcast or radio show this year for the yeah. supercars. And I said to Mitch, I'm like, well, that's what we got to get next year. We're going to four people. We got some little bit inside of stuff. Yeah. I reckon we do some interviews. We pump it. We just really need like, everyone that listens just to share the show. <laughs> you know, yeah, get, get it out there. Get right? it out there. We need really need some. Um, get some traction. Get some traction. Say. Well, Hannah actually already said, we already, first thing we said to her when she agreed to come on, we're like, all right, cool, you can run social media because we're not she's very good at that. Good at that. <laughs> yeah, she, she's pretty the good. The guy at that. that doesn't even have Facebook runs our Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got another more, question. More questions, more questions. All right, another question. Away. This one's uh, back to Formula One. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you think Dan can get a podium in 2020? No. You don't reckon they'll have any. No. Move forward from Renault. Come on, they're going to have a French driver next year. Surely yes. there'll be more money coming from Renault to help push them forward. They've been pouring the money in too. The factory's they been have, getting bigger. Maybe, maybe, but my thing is, if a Renault-powered car is going to get a podium, it's going to be McLaren. Isn't it funny? You look back a year. And you would have said Renault for sure. Renault were smashing McLaren. Yeah. And now we go forward a year and... McLaren are now smashing Renault. Even at the start of the season, they were sort of close. It was a fight for them for fourth, and then McLaren just pumped it in. Like they were just. I mean, I'd love to be wrong. So good. Um, yeah. Look, I maybe if you have another Brazil oh, race, it's hard to. Well, you get I know. It, taken out. I was about to say it's like a you know the best one night stand of your life. The, the old <laughs> Brazil race. <laughs> you go. What? Where did I it's put a number? Ones, yeah, like. <laughs> Let me call her again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good race. How come we can't have all the races like this one? <laughs> it's 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 a shame. Like you go into even the next race and I feel sorry for the races after Brazil because they're all getting compared. Well, you know, or oh, was it a good race? Well, it wasn't it wasn't, wasn't a Brazil, Brazil good. <laughs> yeah. What do you uh, think? Do you think he's going to get a podium? Um Look, Formula 1's one of those really tricky ones, isn't it? They've got uh, a couple of engineers going to them. They've lost an engineer, mm-hmm. obviously, by the, the, the photos we were looking at earlier of the poor fella getting carried off in a tire cart covered in food and flour uh, and engine oils and stuff. He wasn't at McLaren. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, so I'd like to say yes. I think it'll be the year of it all starting to come together for Renault. I don't think they're going to battle the front three teams no. I think they will need a lucky race where they're running in fourth or fifth and then all of a sudden something comes together for them yep 
No, I pretty much agree with that. Have you watched the Kelly Racing Road to Mustang videos? I have watched the first one, and I actually think it was quite good. I'm surprised how much they show on it. Yeah, true. Of the, the building. I've seen yeah. a quick um, thumbnail for the other one. It's yeah, I watched chassis. the new one. Oh, the chassis is not so much of that. They start showing all the... They're like, here's a slab of... Whatever. They're like, this is going to be the bell housing. These are these people. These are... This like picks up a block. This is a Mustang door hinge. And I'm yeah. like, I said to my brother, I was watching it with him, and I was like, what do they do with all the cutout? Because they don't need this much. Do they recycle it's, it and yeah, smelt it back recycle. down? Yeah, it'll go to a recycler. They don't do it themselves, but Swarth will, yeah, all going to a recycler. Unfortunately, it's one of the things with billet-made parts. It's hence one of the reasons they're so expensive. There's so much material that Wasted. gets cut away. To make a part, um, perfect. They showed you the plenum. They're like, this is our test plenum. And, oh, the manifold, whatever. They, like, they, it's so rough. And they're like, this is the final product. <laughs> and yeah. like, oh, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah. The first one's like maybe one or two passes over the top to sort of like smooth it. The yep. second one, you can tell it's like almost polished up. Yeah, the, the increments of it would have been um, really dialed up. So. But it's crazy on the first episode where they're like, see, I just got to cut this bit, this bit, and this bit off. No longer an Ultima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. What, that was quite funny, wasn't it? It's like, yeah, take the windscreen part out and the roof line and uh, the back panel here, and then, oh, we're just going to control supercar chassis. Yeah. Well, because so, how many are going across to... It's just... All the old cars are gone. They're not being rebuilt into Mustangs, are they? They're building two brand new cars. No, well, one of them... One of them was a spare brand, car. I thought they're building one brand new chassis. Oh, no, they must have. No, they they're must building have two. Two brand new, they had they're a, converting an old Ultima chassis that was never an Ultima, but... It was never... It was nothing. It was partly it turned was into an Ultima. Ultima. It was a chassis with those tabs. Yeah. And that's going to be their spare chassis. Yeah. I believe. And then they're building two brand new ones. Yeah. But they're getting panels and stuff like that from DJR Team Penske. Yeah, because they're the control panel manufacturer. Like, Now, that's interesting. Gary Rogers was the second supplier for all the Commodore parts. Because he was the Melbourne supplier. I wonder, is there any other... Where's Tickford based? Tickford's Melbourne. So Kelly's and Tickford are both Melbourne. Yeah. But what about is there what other Holden teams are in Melbourne? Uh, oh, Erebus. Aubrey. Aubrey are in yeah, Erebus and Aubrey BJR. Oh, they're all in Melbourne. The only one that's not is that's Triple Eight. Triple Eight and um Techno, uh, Techno and also Matt Stone. Where's Matt Stone back? Uh, he's in Gold, Gold Coast. Coast as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Of course, that's where Todd lives. Yeah. In case you need to know that. Interesting. Uh, we, he, had he been announced last week? No. So there's something <laughs> for you. <laughs> there was announced. I swear yeah, it was, was announced, announced like the day. Wednesday morning. Yeah, it was announced the day after we recorded. Yeah. He's going to Aubrey. He is. Do you reckon he's actually wow, going that to was Aubrey? A, that was a good kept secret too. Like the whole... Um, <laughs> Chaz secret. Yep. Come on, Bryce. Spill the beans, mate. All you right. messaged him today. <laughs> I did. Were I, like, did. So, I tried to get some info. So is there, um, I know you can't say anything, but, you know, is <laughs> no, it, look, how long I, do we have to wait? I could even give you my phone so you can read the message. I was quite polite. I didn't, I didn't ask him to tell us exactly what was going on. I just, I want to know an ETA uh, because we were recording tonight, and I didn't want to find out tomorrow morning that they make an announcement. Yeah, yeah seriously, like because <laughs> we, we 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 record don't re- Tuesday, we record and Tuesday, Thursday. release Thursday. Oh no! Nah, if I smash it out, sometimes six o'clock for, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, point is, it'd be the first night you stay up all night and released it the next day before. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If he told me, I'd be like, "All right, piss off, JD. I need to edit the show. <laughs> it's going live now, unedited. I am going to get a mention on Speed Cafe. <laughs> we still wouldn't. No, we wouldn't. No one, no one that knows us knows anyone at Speed Cafe. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's something. Um. 
at Laugh At. Back to the breaking, uh, the Below the Bonnet podcast, where Reynolds had a few little drinks and was talking about. He's like, "Are we going to talk about how Pramat's got the boot?" I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. You need to. <laughs> Seriously, he is just... He is loose. Uh, yeah, look. It, it is, it's interesting, isn't it? He was say, basically he, he's probably, said... He's pretty much told everyone what's happening yeah. before anyone in the industry is he supposed also to mentioned know. He something about maybe Tickford's not paying people. Really? Yeah. God, he was drunk. He's going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> How did they put that to air? I don't know. Whoever's editing that is super mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't Unless think Unless it was live anything. or something. They, just, they say every, whatever goes says goes in. They don't really edit too much. Yeah, geez. Because you can watch it on KO. It's, it's not cut. Wow. I... Because they were talking about... Le- at least get, he's got a 10-year deal. They were talking about... <laughs> yeah, Decade Dave, as they call him. Because they were talking about maybe they should get Waters on the show. And they're like, oh, we can't afford to pay him. And they're like, not even Tickford can pay him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, they would know, wouldn't they? Yep. Because uh, I wonder, Caruso. I wonder where they got that information. Caruso, yeah. Far out. Caruso's that? not driving there next year. <laughs> no, no, I think it's not. Because Caruso was like, oh, he was like, you could, like they were <laughs> Reynolds. I wouldn't be surprised if they were going to whoever was running the show rent out Reynolds' bike. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> shut him the hell up. <laughs> Except for when then AVL pretty much told everyone because Luke Yordan's retired. We talked about that yeah, last yeah, week. Then um, AVL pretty much spilled the beans on who's going to replace Yordan, and Reynolds was like, you can't say that yet. And he's like, I've already have. If you read my article, Will Brown. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Well, I wonder that's how Anton tip. feels. Anton's going to get a new, brand new co-driver in Brody Kostecki. Yeah, but I feel like Anton's at the level now that he deserves a good co-driver. Like, and you look at the way he's finished this year. The thing I thought about with um, nothing Brody against Kostecki, Brody, go, Brody yeah. Kostecki going into co-driving with Anton is well. Then does that mean they're not going to? Wild card. Wild well, card maybe the it, two. Or are they not going to get... Um, are they not going to try and pursue the main game next year? Yeah. Because you're not going to give it to Jake. Kurt Kasek no. is heavily linked to MSR with um, Goddard running a split driver program. I wonder if they'll do a Jake Kurt wild card entry if he's doing a split driver thing. Nah, because the idea is you split driver thing is those two drivers team up for the Enduros. How is that fair? The idea is they're meant They're to be both two young guys. main main game, game drivers. drivers. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's that is some grey area shit right there. <laughs> Pretty much. That's why not every team is on board with it. There you go. I didn't realize that was in the in the fine print that they were going to be allowed to run both those drivers in th- the same car. At, I think if you're going to do that split century. driver thing, you can't be like, "Here's my new up and coming driver, Craig Lowndes, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my other my up and coming <laughs> Jamie Winkler." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. They they're teamed up anyway. It, it's true. It's true. But mate, we are finishing up a decade this year. Not podcast, but all racing. <laughs> well, I'm like, Jesus, that, that's gone fast. <laughs> I know, we've done three seasons. Um, no, but like, it's been, you know, 10 years of Formula 1, 10 years of supercars, all finished. We get to start a new decade next year. Yep, we are. We're going 2020, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big year, I think, for both, I think. I think we're going to have better racing in both, personally. I reckon 2021 and 2022. Oh, I definitely feel like, yeah, the, the title really you think about when we then. got Car Future, BJR came out strong. They won five races that year. Yeah, unbelievable, wasn't it? That they come out so strong with that rule change. Obviously, you're quoting an article because I read the same one. <laughs> but I still knew it. <laughs> you mean it, it, re- it reminded you? <laughs> that was a long time ago. Come on. There's been a lot of years in between. I was driving strong. <laughs> It is interesting because it does sort of mix it up a fair bit. Um, it's I feel like we've got even more professional since 
Yeah. I think if you went back to the start of 2000, like 2010 and compared what the teams are and then to what they are now, you're like, wow. Yeah. It's There's like, so many more computers around the place. Yeah, yeah. And so Do much more engineering, engineering numbers are now through the roof. Yeah, like just the engineering that's going back on at the factories or the Do teams. Is a way we could cut costs? You're only allowed three engineers per car. I think it'd be so hard to police. I don't know how you'd do it. You'd have to do salary capping for the, the like the teams. You know, you can have a maximum of, you know, four million or something for, well, maybe that's a bit high, but for um, engineers and pit crew, like, you know, to get two-car teams sort of thing. Because it must get expensive. Like, I'm sure, nothing against BJR, but I'm sure they're not spending the most on their crew side of it even though their crew does a great job and they really do punch above their weight um versus you've got people like the penske side of it who've got people like ludo who could can pretty much just ask whatever dollars he wanted and get it mm-hmm. uh, and then you've also got the red bull side or triple eight who have pretty much every people knocking on the door to join them well yeah and they've pretty much brought every like all the good engineers in pit lane if they see someone they like they offer them money that they can't refuse and get them to the team so it must be a pretty exciting prospect to go to the team as well with just the backing and and as you know the team environment if you're an up-and-coming engineer and you're aspiring to be at the top do you i guess you know maybe you do your apprenticeship or they say you know do the apprenticeship in the smaller teams and then once you prove yourself you can go big but if a if you're over, like, say, at BJR and then Red, like Roland comes around and says, how's it going, JD? You've done a pretty good job. Here's a piece of paper. It's got a number on it. Give me a call. Yeah, I'd be straight back to Bradley and say, um, can you double it or I'm going, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it is hard. Like, it is hard. People, well, obviously, those small teams tend to end up a bit like a family as well. I'm not saying Triple Eight's not like a family. Uh, or or the Penske team's not like a family either. It's a competitive sport. It tends to um, bring... It's like a footy team almost. Like mm-hmm. everyone ends up got your back sort of thing. So um, it would... People don't leave teams for no reason in, in general. Like it's either going to be... What's on the other side of the fence is definitely... The grass is definitely greener or the pressure that the team's been putting on them and the working environment or whatever has not been great. So Then I can also see like the people that leave the top teams to go to a bottom team to be like, I'm not a bottom team, but go back like, I built this team up. Yeah, of I want to build another team. Let's. And there's been cool stories of that through the through the years as well. Like obviously Ludo went across to DJR Team Penske when they were nothing. Yeah, yeah. They were a team that had a lot of money, but they were nowhere. They were couldn't finish in top 10. Mm-hmm. And then within three years, he's won two, two championships. championships. Yeah. Um, and you go to Formula One, you have the same thing with... Um, well, when Mercedes was recruiting everyone. Yeah, Mercedes jumped back in the game and they were recruiting everyone. When brought, they brought out Braun GP. Uh, you had the same thing when Red Bull brought out Jaguar and they got Adrian Newey all of a sudden, like arguably the best Formula One... Aerodynamics. Yeah, for the, like, the last two three decades um and he built that team and helped build that team like i think you need the right dynamic in setting the team up as well i don't think you can just jump in and do that i don't think you can jump like just take one good engineer and put him in a team and he's going to do it you need the right people at the top managing the staff listening to what that engineer says about what they're going to do with the rest of the staff as well like Mm -hmm. how are we going to put in processes to make this all work properly and how are we going to make so everyone's working at the highest level like that everyone can be like without obviously pushing past the breaking point but making sure everything that comes out the door is perfect is probably the hardest part with racing you know a lot of these teams can do maybe one good weekend a year the hardest thing is going back every weekend yeah, we and having no problems and having no stuff ups. Yeah, exactly. And and that's what you're really judged on too. You like if you have say top ten every every race meeting for the whole year, but you have a couple of really bad, you know, pit stops and stuff like that, that's what people see and it sticks in their head. Alright. 
Um, we're probably going to wrap up shortly. Now, I wanted to bring up, well, you wanted to bring up Supercar, the Supercars, the Breaking Late Championship points. Well, I, I, I wanted we to wanted put to do something, a point proposal. Okay. Yeah, a, a proposal for next year. And I know nothing about this because I asked yeah, you before I, the show. And you look, said, I, nah. didn't want, I didn't want um, to give you any time to... To uh, Roger Penske, my way out of it. No, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't being mean. I wasn't. It was. There was no malice behind it. I. I didn't want to um, take away your your uh, just your normal reaction. If you know okay. Yeah. All right. Um. So my proposal is, mm-hmm. um, and I think we'll put this through the whole team. Uh, we no longer pick one driver for a weekend. We pick a top three. And we have a point structure. Can you pick multiple drivers? Like, can we pick the same driver? Exactly. To so take away this, so I noticed this year we had a lot of times where it come down to driver. yeah, it come down to luck on whose week it was to choose, uh, like a driver. Yep. Um. So because it, unfortunately this year the we racing can hasn't do been do this that. just on supercar. Oh no, because you want to do Formula One as well. Because yeah. we can do this on a Formula Supercar tipping, we start our own league. We should start breaking late lead anyway. But um, yeah, so do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. So, so we go like five points if you get a first. You know, I don't know, three points. Yeah, no, we we can do two that. points. I reckon that's that's a good idea. Yeah, because um, then we can get our podiums and stuff like that. We you know, yeah, and then and, but then and then we can yeah. So what I'm I wasn't sure whether to go with you just pick three drivers and it doesn't matter which which way they finish your three drivers if they finish all three on the podium you get five three and two or to say I think um, say for supercars I think you know Wing Cup's going to win Scotty's second and Todd's third or something you know what I mean like so whether you had to lock that in or not I feel like the three just picking three drivers will make a an exciting championship because people get more points. Yep. It won't people won't get no points all the time if you know what I mean. Like they will it'll keep the championship rolling over and over and over. I feel like it's going to be hard to do on a board. Yeah, this is going to be an Excel sheet. Yeah, this is definitely going to <laughs> be an Excel spreadsheet. spreadsheet. This is a spreadsheet. Um that means so, I can finally wipe off JD 2018, 2019 champion no, off my no, whiteboard. What I thought of the board would you just put up the current champion uh, <laughs> in really big writing? <laughs> no, because that's in my room. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> so while, while you're having next... sex or something, you can just look over and <laughs> uh, oh yeah, JD's the champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, sorry everybody <laughs> or you don't have to do that alright oh, or you don't, don't have, have to, to alright you, you don't have to definitely do put, that I'll I think it's a great p- idea I'll take down the picture of you then alright <laughs> uh, but yeah so that was one idea um, that I had and I'd like to also get other people involved in it I don't know how we can do that so no promises on that end yeah um, no, I think maybe it's still probably got to be podcast restricted um, because not everyone will watch the, not everyone will listen to the podcast straight away, and then it's hard yeah, to yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, yeah. And then yeah, all right. So you know, I'll take that on board. I reckon we'll have a discussion in the off season. Yep. Um, and then we'll come back. I think it'll eliminate the the Scotty factor that we had this year. Well, and I'm the, hoping and the, next and the, year and the Lewis factor in Formula One. I'm hoping next year we don't have to go. Don't pick them. Yeah, this is the thing. I, I I think with this three point thing, we can just all pick. So the reason we couldn't do it at the start of the season is because we were we were deliberately not picking the same driver. Yeah, and that would hurt the other person because Scotty won every race for like three rounds. So and then he won so many of the races through the year. Yeah, exactly. So. He it was too hard for the so the person who I couldn't tell you pick what, him. You would have lost the championship if I got to pick first. What's that? This this weekend, yeah. Last weekend, yeah. Yeah, but the week before, or the week before that. Sorry, the, where was it? Sandown. Were you going to go Wing Cup? Yeah, Wing Cup. Yeah, of course. He's won the most races <laughs> there, <laughs> and Lowndes is second most. 
And also every official race, if it is a race 20-something... So we, we can now cover off the, the asterisk that was going to be on Michael's head yeah. <laughs> if he did win the championship. was We didn't discuss going into Sandown because they changed it this year to race... Uh, 28, like They gave them actual so. official race numbers, but they didn't they count for points. They did. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. What do you mean? Those, uh, those race to the grid races... Did count toward they actually awarded championship points? I didn't think they did. No, they did this year. They did, and they added to the race your official race tally. That's why I was I like, they just accounted to the uh, race tally, but I didn't think they no, counted you got any like points. Fifty points or something. Really? Yeah. I didn't think that. Really, the main game drivers got points from their co-drivers got points in the championship for it. There you go. I didn't realize that. But next year we don't anyway. have to worry about it because Sam the. Enduro is at the bend and they're doing top 10 shooter. Yeah, I heard that. Um, it'll be interesting. But that's why I was, did me Roger Penske and got down and said, no, this is the rules. Stop <laughs> clipping me wings. Give he, me my he, three uh, hang on a second. He, he brought in the fact that there were, a these are going to be points races after he had already won both the races. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is what the thing was. <laughs> There was no discussion of counting the races. And then he's like, so I've won the two races today. Does that mean I get two points? Yeah. I think it does. They're definitely official races, so I definitely get points. <laughs> and then I went on to win the race. And that was... Yeah. That was uh, anyway. Good I'm sure everyone doesn't want to hear us talk about points for the Evra. <laughs> no. But I think that's us done and dusted for this season. I think so. I'm excited about else? the prospects for next year. Um, you ever got any I, new... Um, Good Formula One or motorsport ebooks lately? No, I've just been listening to the Mark Webber one actually. It's what I've been listening to this the week. Aussie career? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's have you listened to Jensen Button's new one? No, I haven't. I actually seen it. I hadn't. I hadn't see. See it. See it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm I, only asking because Audible's changed the way that they do it now. You're only allowed six um, credits in your wallet at any time. Yeah. Okay. So before you could stockpile them. Like every month. I did, yeah. Doing. Yeah, you, you got like 12 of them. That's <laughs> yeah. how you got all these books. Um, I didn't realize I'd been paying for Audible for like two years. And then I'm like, does <laughs> this count charge? And I'm like, oh, I better check that out. And I'm like, hey, I got all these credits. I'll buy some books and I love it. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, Audible t- sponsors all these other podcasts. We should not be talking about Audible. Screw them. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, they, changed Unless- their, they changed their terms and conditions there. Unless next year, maybe they want to sponsor us. I don't know. Um <laughs> They changed the terms and conditions, so now you can only have six credits in your um, your wallet at any one time. So I bought the Kimmy book because one of my credits was I was going to get the like next week it was going to roll over and I would have lost one. I was a little annoyed having to buy the Kimmy book because I have the Kimmy book. Yeah, but I was going to ask you if yeah you had any new ones because I hit I got that no, the Jensen no. Button one's pretty good. Is it? I haven't downloaded either of the Jensen Button books. Actually. I've watched, I've listened to both of them. Yeah, they're both good. They're both good. Actually, yeah. I feel like I do have one of his books. Actually, now I say that, um, I was just I, saying. I I actually downloaded it because I got to go away for work for a week and I, I just wanted something to listen to on the plane and at night time, etc. I was like, mm, I'll download it and it's good. The Aussie one, Aussie Grit, Aussie Grit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I smashed that out. I read that book. Yeah. Physical book. Yeah, in like in two days. Yeah. Look, it's good. I enjoy it. Um, it's quite interesting hearing the in-depth story, especially talking about when he was in the Mercedes um, CLK bloody... Doing flips and shit. Yeah, and the team not listening to him. That, that's pretty scary. Yeah. And, yeah, sad too. Like, you listen to it and you go, man, that p- the position he was in probably felt like a great position then all of a sudden all this other stuff started to happen. And it's Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So... I can't wait to get further on into the book and no, start listening to Formula One that's days. A good book. Um, all right, so the answer is no, you don't have a recommendation. No recommendation for you. All right. I'll get back to you. There's no new I've got a few credits. So I, I'll, I did I'll start actually look books. to see if I, maybe that Road to the Redemption book by Scott McLaughlin's in audio form. It's not. Oh, you better send Scotty a, a message. Uh, I think he's sort of off social media at the moment. Yeah, he's probably getting married right about now, isn't he? Soon. Yeah, it would be. Be close. Mm. Oh, congratulations to them, yep. whenever it is. Well um, plans for the off-season? Going to be watching Formula E? 
catching up on that. Yeah, a bit of Formula E. Um, what? Get the go-kart engine away. Yeah. Um, prep that. Got all the new livery. Got to design that and send that off. So Yeah, okay. Yep. Next new year. sticker kit for next year. Yep. I'll post yeah, that cool. to my page because that's going to be... Um, Ah, a little behind the scenes, but yes, we'll be full braking light livery. So yeah, there you cool. go. We'll have a race team. Cool. Um, yeah. Logo ah. change or original logo? No, logo change. Logo change. Go we'll go, we'll go, there you go. New new things like Formula One did the other year. We're getting new logo. Yeah, we're, we're moving moving. Uh, I was going to say forward, but that's rude to the old logo. We're we're changing it up. We're just <laughs> yeah, we're 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 evolving. Mm-hmm. We're evolving as we now move to four hosts. Um, we're gender diverse. We're gender diverse. <laughs> um, yeah, our faces will no longer be on the the pictures. Ah, oh, that's sad. It's actually probably kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're old photos. Yeah, <laughs> we've aged a little bit since then. That's probably a five-year-old photo at least. <laughs> yeah, man. When, when I was doing that, I was like, "Crap! I just need a photo of JD. I need a photo of me." Both of them were taken at the supercars too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm wearing a supercar shirt. And nah, you were a work shirt. Was I? Uh, it was a Friday. <laughs> it was a Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, too easy. Anyway. Oh, well, thank you to, to you for your effort this year. Um, no and thank a big you thank you to Mitch as well for um, doing all the wild card entries or the split driver share that we were doing. I'm not sure what it was. Um, no, no, look, thank you for your, your commitment for the past... Well, we've done two and a half seasons now, so this will be officially the end of season one. Season one went for 107 episodes. There you go. Well, I'd also like to put a big thank you out to our supporters that message in and stuff yeah, like that. Every um, one of them. All the guys that listen. Dan, I can never remember his whole Facebook name. He knows name. who he is. Dan, Dan. Dan Fly, Huckerfly. Huckerfly. Super Dan or something like that. Yeah, but mate, you, you, you Dan, thank you for all your support. You're uh, obviously a big supporter of ours, and we, we look forward to seeing your comments and uh, your likes every week. Uh, and everyone else that likes our, and shares and, and everything for the show, it really does help us stay motivated to, yeah. to keep doing it as well. Um, so it is, is nice to hear from all of you as well. And obviously we'll be uh, having Hannah on the show next year as well, which I'm really looking forward to hearing mm-hmm. Her opinions from a different side of it, um, and obviously her being closer to supercars for so long as well, uh, she's probably got a really interesting point of view on a lot of different things. So that I can't wait for either. No, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a bit more of a diverse conversation instead yeah. of us because we're very similar minded most of the time. So it's yeah. us sitting here going, hmm, "Yes, I agree, I agree. very much. Yes, yes, yes uh, I agree too." Anyway, I think that we both should end this episode here and there. So now let's you. procrastinate some more. <laughs> thank you for everyone that has supported us this year and previously. Merry, that's yeah, great. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Stay all of safe. that jazz. Um, if you want to write in, hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breaking late, or you can go to our website breakinglate.com or you can email us breakinglate at gmail.com probably won't do an off-season episode you never know crazy stuff might happen um but we'll be back next year bigger and better more things planned big show that is us done thank you for 2019 oh what is it Anyway, you know what's going to happen tomorrow morning? It'll be Bryce signed on for yeah. walking ashore. Yeah, he's he's just sitting Dick there looking at Bryce my message, that. going, "Nope, not today." <laughs> All, All right, thank you guys. Take care, guys. Yeah. Bye.